about to start so pop those headphones in and let Sophia style radio to keep you company. Hi, I'm Nixie Foster, a motherhood mentor who's on a mission to raise the motherhood vibration on a global scale. We will be looking at all things motherhood, have honest conversations with real women and chat to experts whilst we discover how we can align with our authentic version of motherhood, all here on the show. So join me every Thursday from 10am. For show notes, updates and free resources, be sure to join our email community. Here is how. Simply email our studio on hello at sophiaandi.co.uk or find us on Facebook pages, Search for Sophia Style Radio. Hi, and welcome to this week's Motherhood. I'm your host, Nixie Foster. I'm the Motherhood Mentor with a Twist. And on this week's show, we have coming up some mum calm, a mum reading, and our guest expert this week, which is Penal, and she's the host of the podcast EDU Me, which focuses on bridging the gap and fostering a stronger relationship between parents and schools by empowering parents to become partners in their children's school. So she'll be coming up shortly. We're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because we've still got more to come. Original female artists only on Sophia Style Radio.
should be a sin So find your purpose and spread it around With a sense of direction The meaning is found So no more waiting No longer waiting No longer waiting motherhood journey began Um, now this is from my series of writings around tales from motherhood and these are tales my journey um, sharing my experiences and how it was for me now this is from the birth of my oldest son and before I do read it I just want to um, give you the the warning that it could be a trigger point because it was a traumatic birth experience and it's quite highly emotional a trigger moment especially for any of you that have experienced traumatic births or even those of you that are having amazing pregnancies please don't let my story scare you because this is a real unusual it's a rare occurrence can you feel motherhood near this is the tale of when time stood still and a heart was caged The tale of a mother who yearned to be a real mother without the fear. A tale of a child woman who birthed a baby whose heart broke in fear. Moments as clear as polished glass and others hazy like a summer's fog. The feelings though, they are real. Too, too, too real. Joy destroyed, self-shamed, intuition doubted blame swallowed whole. These are not meant to be the soul's memory from a maternity bed. Feelings a quarter of a century old, feelings that block and grip the heart, choke the throat and punch the solar plexus. In silence, these moments of crystal clear and hazy fog have been remembered. Through darkness that led to darkness before the light, these feelings consumed, destroyed, burnt to ashes before the phoenix rose. But wait, let's stay here at the beginning, for all tales need the beginning, no matter how hard, no matter how touching scars burns. I'm going to be a mother, a teacher, a guide, a playmate. I'm going to help my son bloom, yet the bewilderment is just about to begin. A midwife who has no empathy, a midwife who decided I should be shamed, decided the child woman deserved only another child woman. Two child women bewildered, unsure, fearful, yet determined. Myself felt the shame and it began the cage. Female intuition and maternal instincts crying, screaming, begging to be heard. Something is wrong. Help me, please. Help my baby. The child midwife panicking, not understanding the big red button was meant to be pushed. Running from the room with a ripped off strip of paper in her hand. The beginning of me doubting intuition. Nope. The beginning of understanding the world doesn't value feminine intuition. Hell yeah. Time is passing so, so slowly through the haze. Together the child woman and child mother begin to bring the baby into the world. The pushing, the fear, the what is wrong. I know something is wrong. A crystal clear moment as the child midwife is swept aside. The midwife has a look of dread. A look of regret, a look of fear. The big red button is pushed. I push. I hear no cry as the room fills with angels in blue. Over and over I ask, is he okay? 
The midwife grabs my arm roughly and yanks my hand between my legs. Baby is here. Now be quiet. And quiet we were. The haze descends as the angels take over. Vision hazed and crystal clear hearing. A whole heap of other world language. Medical jargon to protect the child woman. A countdown of minutes. A sigh of relief. A brief hold, a bustle out the door. Through the haze, the midwife appears. The child one evicted in tears. Added to the fear, added to the grief. A great big heap of blame. An undeserved heap of blame and shame. A projected heap of blame and shame. The kind that makes it clear this is my fault, not yours. Welcome to motherhood. This is your doing. I did not understand. I trusted those who were meant to care. As I sat by the crib, surrounded by wires, and a song made up of beeps, I placed my hands over his and willed my son to live. Silent tears flowed as my heart bled. A belief I had failed, a fear I couldn't be the nurturer and protector. A heart caged and a mind overwhelmed. Over a quarter of a century ago began my motherhood tale. Over a quarter of a century ago began the process of becoming a mother. Joy stolen, a heart caged. Now this is, um, I've read before some snippets from my motherhood journey. And here's the beginning. Um, and over the coming weeks and months I'll introduce you to to dip it from across the tail and you can follow me on my journey to 27 years later now and my second son, the toddler tornado and how him and his big brother who has complex needs who, but who is enjoying life in his unique way and tales of motherhood which is going to be a book made up of snippets almost like a um, fairy tale format. So keep following me. Um, I'd love to hear your views on, on any of tales and the snippets. Right now, we're going to be taking a break and then we'll be right back with our mum, Calm. Did you know that you can be our guest co-host? If you have a wonderful idea for an hour show, do get in touch and we can arrange that for you. You can have your own guests and interviews and we will help you put together a fantastic show around your topic. So do get in touch on our email, hello at sophiaandi.co.uk. find all female artist information hop over to our facebook page search sophia style radio I can 
visualizing yourself grounding to the earth, calming, being centered. One more time. Open your eyes. Count to three. One, two, three. Blink and look around you, how that calm feels, keep that with you for the rest of your day.
and welcome back. And now we have our guest uh, for the week, which is Pranam. And she is the host of the podcast, Edumi. I hope I've got that right. How I've pronounced it's it. Edumi. Edumi. Okay. Yes. And that focuses on bridging the gap and fostering a stronger relationship between parents and schools by empowering parents to become partners in their child's school. And we're going to get to hear about her motherhood journey. So tell me a bit about your motherhood journey, because it's it sounds really exciting. Yes. So um, first of all, Nixie, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am a mother of four. I have a 25-year-old, a 23-year-old, and twins that are 20. And they have all been raised in the public school system here in the U.S. My husband and I are products of public school, and we wanted our children to have that experience as well. When you're in the public school system here, you know, you, you are in a classroom of very diverse people. Usually we're, you know, we're one of the few um, of Indian heritage sitting in our classroom. So, you know, it's an interesting, it's interesting to be the only one in your class or one of two in a classroom. Got two girls, I have two boys and, you know, raising them is very different as you can imagine. Yeah, so when, you know, when you're parenting, especially now that mine are older and I can reflect back as you can with your yours as well, I'm sure, is that you would do things differently, that you probably reacted in a way that you may not have wanted to, or your reaction was not equivalent to the action that you're responding to. And so, you know, as you reflect back, you're like, wow, that was really crazy. Why would I do that? But in the moment, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah, it's like beating yourself up after the fact, isn't it? And then, but we're humans, you know, we're we're living a human experience and we're learning still our own experiences. We're learning and unlearning. And that's part of the journey of motherhood, isn't it? There's this myth that we're born as a mother as soon as our baby is born. But yeah, it's actually a a journey, especially of discovering. There's a lot of discovery. And I spend a lot of time on my podcast talking about parent guilt and parent self-care. We carry so much guilt what we are not doing that we almost to a fault forget what we are doing. And we do not give ourselves a pat on the back that our children are safe, that they are loved, that they are cared for, that they are given everything that we can offer. And yet we feel guilty about what we're not offering. And our children really are just happy with what we are doing. It's that guilt of when we give to ourselves that we're taking away from our children, when in fact, how can we give to our children if we've not filled ourselves up? Especially when our children are younger, I think, and they are more hands-on and they need us more. That's generally the time that we do not take time for ourselves and when we need to the most. And I think it's very self-care and parent guilt are almost, you know, brother and sister that they are intertwined within each other we really don't focus on taking care of ourselves because we're giving and giving and giving but when you don't have anything left to give because you haven't taken care of yourself then you've done everyone a disservice so it's so important to take care of yourself even if it's for 15 minutes a day it's such an important message as well, isn't it, to get out to mums who it's sort of kind of lost, isn't it? It's one of those memos that's got lost down the line for mums. It's either been almost, you know, like it slipped under the mat when you've taken the post in sort of thing. Well, when you became a mum, what do you think was your biggest surprise about becoming a mum? You know, I'd always wanted to be a mum, even when I was very young. But when I became one, I think the hardest part was adjusting to the fact that someone needed me all the time. You know, you don't have time to do anything. And my my oldest, when she was a baby, had colic. So she was much more in need of comfort at that time. And I did not realize that. So I was overwhelmed with the fact that even though I intellectually I knew it, emotionally, the lack of time to have any time for myself was just overwhelming. And 
exhausting. And I did not realize how tired I would be. Yeah. I think the tiredness is a, is a big thing. I feel that as women, we're sold this myth that we can be everything, have everything, and nothing changes. You have your baby and they slot into your life and everything carries on as it was before, but it, it doesn't. And until you become that mother, it's, you just can't explain the difference in the shift from womanhood identity to motherhood identity. And it's to the, shocking. It's yeah. shocking. And, and then you're made to feel less because you can't do everything that you were doing before and suddenly bring up this human being that is our future society and future generation. Right. So much that we carry. And let's not forget that half the time we can't fit into our, our clothes, right? Our pre-pregnancy clothes. That's another huge emotional piece of baggage that we carry when we become a mom. You know, not only are you with this being all the time, but you can't even do anything you normally could do, like put on a pair of jeans. So, you know, it's, it is depressing in that sense and then exhilarating on the other sense that you created such a beautiful young baby. It's that shadow and the light, isn't it? And it's making sure that you acknowledge and work with both. And rather than hiding that shadow away, which I think so many women, women do, they feel that shame and the guilt and they don't voice that. They don't feel like they have the support network to say that they feel that. You're their world, aren't you? And yes. to them, you're one entity for such a long period of time. They don't realize that they're a separate entity almost until they go to school. Well, and beyond, because even now, if I go to pee, now mine are in their 20s, right? They don't need me all day until I have to go pee. And then all of a sudden, it's like, mom, mom. I'm like, hello, one minute, please. <laughs> and, and I find it so funny because it hasn't changed. And yet my perspective has changed because now that they are on their own and living independently in the university, now I don't mind it because when they're gone, no one needs me. It's all about perspective and it's all about how we look at it. We're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because we've still got more to come. She was standing on the side of the road, and on her suitcase, she just walked, looking Driving away As you say, talk to you sometime Hey, little girl You don't have to cry There'll come a time When you can fly Come on, ride 
think was your your number one mummy struggle because obviously I having twins compared to a, a single birth oh my gosh that must have been a completely different experience yeah. so there's a there's a four and a half year difference between my oldest and the twins so mm. for born I had a four and a half a two and a half and then infants and I think what I struggled with was feeling as if I was not enough. I did not have enough within me to give to each of them. Now, again, I'm on the other end of it. And I can yeah. back and say, I gave them everything that I could. Which is good enough. Yeah. But they don't know, they don't know the struggles or the um, lack of things that I wanted to do for them. They just, because I've never told them. Yeah. All of that is within me, but they are, they only remember the things I've done for them. They never said, oh, you didn't do this for me. Now I may not have bought a pair of shoes for them. Let's be honest, you know, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. But they have never felt um, as if they were not part of or included or loved or given the emotional support they needed and i have to look back and take that as a win definitely it's a it's a big win and i think that's the thing isn't it that key point that what we're feeling as an adult as a mom is not is a feeling and not and it's our perspective it's not how the children see or feel and in <laughs> fact they probably miss most of the things that we feel guilty for, they have no idea because all they want is the love, the nurturing and the happiness. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I had a, a conversation with my, my daughter a few months ago when she first came and I do these weekly um, edunars, Facebook lives where I talk about a specific topic. We do that every Thursday evening. And she was in the room helping me set up and he said, you know, tonight we're talking about parent guilt. She goes, so do you feel guilty about anything? I said, oh, gosh, there's a whole list of things I feel guilty about. And so I named maybe two or three. And she said, huh, I don't remember any of those. I remember that you were there, that you supported us, that you loved on us, and that you cared. And I thought, then it's okay. Yeah. So we, we really do need to take the guilt that we're feeling of what we're not doing and look at what we're doing, because that's what our kids are seeing. And that's what they remember. And I am much happier that they remember those things than anything else. What do you think was your biggest, biggest shift in your identity or realization when you became a mom? Then maybe I lost part of my womanhood. Now you're a mother and now you're in this pot. Everything in my life now is circled around motherhood. But have I lost something on this side as a woman? And it takes a, it took me a very long time to understand that I was still that same person, but now I was stronger because I, I'm a mother. Yeah. And I'm more capable than I ever believed I was prior to motherhood. Yeah, I think it I think a lot of women feel that they a lot of women feel like they've become weaker 
becoming a woman. But I think that's because in our womanhood, we are so focused on the masculine energies and the doing and the success and living in society, which is very patriarchal still. It's got a very patriarchal feel and the doings and the egos and all that sort of masculine energy. And then you become a mother, don't you? And it's connecting to that feminine energy and understanding that that's giving you a different strength and more inspirational strength and, and balancing those energies so you don't feel at a loss from the, the others. Right. Well, I, I absolutely agree with you on that. Not only are you competing with that ideal yep. that is put out in the universe, you're also competing with mothers who are working. They are putting this beautiful life together of, you know, professional and motherhood, and they're putting it in one line. And I stayed home with all of my children. And I always envied those mothers who worked. But the difference was for me that the, the mothers who worked, who were my friends, would look at me and say, wow, you get to spend all this time with your children and you get to be in the schools with them and you get to see what's going on and you get to make change for all of the students. And I wish I could do that. So it's yeah. the whole grass is greener on the other side perspective. It really is. And some of the women that I've spoken to that are uh, in a corporate situation, uh, quite a high corporate career it's a, it's what it's how their identity is all tied up in this corporate career and they say they feel like even if they wanted to they couldn't say i no longer want to go and continue my career i want to be a stay-at-home mom because they think there's this massive stigma that we now don't have everything which is society is saying is the perfect myth of motherhood i actually read um a quote just recently that said non-working mothers are working mothers because just because you don't bring home a paycheck you're working just as hard as a working mom is and one of my husband and i've been married for 29 years now and his comment to me when i would feel like oh i should be contributing more to the household was you are contributing to the household your paycheck is every time one of the kids does something well. It's so true. And women, mothers, they're the cornerstone of society. They are literally at every point. I mean, in this isolation, who is it that's picking up the homeschooling? If you have cleaners normally, who's picking up the cleaning and the house? The men are still just doing what they were doing every day, getting up, working, but at home. But the women are suddenly their workloads doubled, tripled. And, and we're seeing so much more depression, mm -hmm. right? In this, in this crazy madness that we're living in. Yeah. Because there's so much more that has been placed on, on moms at this stage in life. And if you are working outside the home, you know, it's, it's an impossible situation. Being present in the moment, isn't it? And doing the best we can and not aiming for any form of perfection in any, in any way. Just keep doing, keep coming from your place of authenticity, being true to yourself, trusting your instincts, and just doing as best as we can. And give yourself some grace. Some days yeah. are going to stink. Definitely. <laughs> and there's no. nothing you can do about it. No. For the finishing statement, I always yeah. ask my guests, what is your wisdom statement to share with mums? My wisdom statement would be multi multiple pieces. Um, it would be to love your children unconditionally, love them as hard as you can. And when you don't do as well as you can one day, the next day will be better. That's, that's amazing. I always say that it's only for the moment it's always going to be, you've survived, you're going to survive the next moment. Thank you so much for being my guest. Of course. Thank you so much, Nixie. I'm very 
excited to be on your podcast today. And now we are going to be taking a short break and we'll be right back with our motherhood reading. Have you discovered our magazine yet? Our main focus are women and girls. We are full of content and we are hoping to inspire and empower mums, nans, aunties and their girls. Find out more on all the W's, sophiaandi.co.uk forward slash Sophia Style Magazine. welcome back and now it's time to end our show with our motherhood reading and this one is called a mother's love and it's by helen steiner rice i just wanted to remind you mums that no matter how you're feeling that you're an amazing mummy and listen to this reading because it really resonates with me as to how amazing you really are a mother's love. A mother's love is something that no one can explain. It is made of deep devotion and of sacrifice and pain. It is endless and unselfish and enduring come what may, for nothing can destroy it or take that love away. 
It is patient and forgiving when all others are forsaken, and it never fails or falters, even though the heart is breaking. It believes beyond believing when the world around condemns, and it glows with all the beauty of the rarest, brightest gems. It is far beyond defining, it defies all explanation, and it still remains a secret, like the mystery of creation. A many splendid miracle man cannot understand, and another wondrous evidence of God's tender guiding hand. It's just that poem just says how amazing you are, mums, and how you nurture and love and give. And you need to remember to fill yourself back up. No matter what you believe in, it really is a mother's love comes from a place so deep within us and so consumes us it really is a guiding hand for our children and that love is a guiding hand for us as well in the moments of doubt in the moments of the (laughs) dreaded mum guilt we really are the best mum for our babies and we're awesome and we're rocking it so thank you for joining me this week and we will be back in two weeks for For the moment, we're going to be doing two weekly shows. Um, They'll be on Thursday mornings. um, And you'll be able to hear in between a recording. So you can always catch up on past shows. But if you want to catch the the new shiny show, that's in two weeks. And if you're going to be catching up with shows that you've missed, tune in next week. Thursdays at 10 o'clock as always and replays on Wednesdays. Thank you and bye. Hi, I'm Nixie Foster, a motherhood mentor who's on a mission to raise the motherhood vibration on a global scale. We'll be looking at all things motherhood, have honest conversations with real women and chat to experts whilst we discover how we can align with our authentic version of motherhood, all here on the show. So join me every Thursday from 10am. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 